Welcome to Steps Forward with Ricky, a weekly walking podcast designed to help you take steps forward in your life and your day. The first time I thought that I was fat was when I was 16 years old. I remember looking in the mirror and being like, who is this person? What happened to my body? What happened to my confidence? And I remember thinking, wow, I look different, but also I feel different. And I know that when you're 16 years old and you're going through all these different changes in your life, like so many girls and young adults, they suffer from body dysmorphia and eating disorders and your body is changing and your life is changing. But I thought, you know, I thought what I felt would go away. And the problem was that just kept getting progressively worse. So by the time I turned 18 years old, my eating disorder had become so bad that it was the only thing that I could think about. And I would revolve my entire life around what I was eating and what I was doing and how much I weighed. And it was like this secret that I kept to myself that even though everyone else around me could see it, could see my pain and could see my suffering of what food was to me and what my weight meant to me and how obsessed I was, I couldn't see it. I could just feel it. And I almost felt ashamed for having so many thoughts about my body because as someone who had experienced a loss, it didn't make sense. It was so superficial to something that I had experienced that was so the opposite. And I always had considered myself like a deep, insightful person. And I thought, wow, when did I become this surface person to only be focused on my weight? And as the years went on and the issues of my eating got worse and my body dysmorphia got worse, I realized that it wasn't this superficial thing of weight that I was focusing on. It was the internal weight in my life. And the only way that I could control anything in my life or so that I thought was through food and through the scale and through looking and at my body and being able to really take control of every aspect of it because I couldn't control that my mom had died. I couldn't control the grades I was getting in school because I just, I wasn't able to learn properly and I couldn't control all the things that were happening outside of me. But what if I could control what went into me? And that's really where my journey began when I realized that I could control the things that I put into my mouth. And I think we do that a lot, right? You know, maybe you're listening to this right now and you're watching this and you're like, wow, I do the same thing or I hate my body or I count every calorie that I consume or I weigh myself all the time. You know, I wanted to talk about this today, particularly not because it's something that I talk about anymore. It's really not a big part of my life anymore, but I know that it's a big part of other people's lives. And I know that just because I have overcome this part of my journey doesn't mean that you have. And I think that the most important thing is to take the lessons that we've learned and take the pain that we've learned and turn it into something bigger than us. So today's topic is not just about my eating disorder and the things that I went through for almost 15 years really truly suffered. It's about how can I help you navigate through your body dysmorphia or through your relationship with food or for your relationship essentially with yourself. Because whatever it is that you're trying to fix physically or make lighter physically, you have to make and work on what's happening emotionally and internally. And there was something in my life that really flipped the switch for me. I remember when I was 21 years old and I 
went to go see a therapist. And I remember we were, she was an eating disorder therapist. And, you know, I already knew that I had all these different things going on and different issues. And, you know, I was so fixated on the number on the scale and how much I weighed and what I ate and all this different stuff. And I remember I went to this therapist and every single time I went there for like six months, every Tuesday at four, we would sit down and she'd be like, okay, Ricky, what's on your mind? I'm like, what's on my mind? Like yesterday I weighed myself and I weighed this. And, you know, I wrote down my food yesterday, but I ate this like piece of cake. And I would talk about all these different foods and calories and weight and all this different like superficial stuff and I remember after six months after she let me just rant and go on for as long as I did she sat me down and she said today's session you can't talk about food you can't talk about calories you can't talk about weight you can't talk about the scale you can't talk about anything that's associated with food or your body and I was like well what the fuck am I going to talk about and she was like I don't know we'll sit here in silence if you have nothing to say and I was like okay And I sat there in silence for five minutes and then I started crying because I realized that if I couldn't talk about that, then I had to talk about the real pain. And who the hell wants to talk about the real pain? It's so much easier or it's not easier, but it's just, it feels less daunting to control the food, to weigh myself, to write down all my food than it did to talk about the grief or the uncertainty, or the lack of control that I had internally. If I could control it physically, I could control it emotionally. But that's not how it worked. And I remember after that therapy session, after, you know, in when I was 21 years old and having to talk about the real stuff, I remember thinking, okay, I know that I have this issue with food. Ultimately, I know that I have really this issue with myself. And maybe you can relate to that as well. Like you think it's about this and that, whatever it is, the issue is in your life. But ultimately, it's deeper. And it's so much more than the food and the weight. It's the other weight in your life. And today was something that I really felt strongly that I wanted to talk about it because There were three things, fundamental things in my life that transformed my relationship with food, that transformed my habits, that transformed ultimately my relationship with grief and my relationship with myself. And although it took me a long time to get there, I feel it's very important to offer you these three pieces of advice, these three habits that can really help you shift your relationship with food, your relationship with the scale or your relationship with your body, because it all comes back to the relationship you have with yourself. And three of the things in my life, and I'm going to talk about them individually, but I want you to look at them as a system, okay? So when you're navigating through this or you're implementing these three things in your life, make sure you implement them as a system because that's what they are. They come in threes. And so the first one is, and you can, you know, you can write this down later, re-listen to the episode later. The first one is tracking your food. So something that I found really helpful for myself because I was so out of control in my mindset and I couldn't, you know, I needed something to, to have control over. And so I would write down my food, but it wasn't like a negative thing. It was just me being able to really understand what I was putting into my body. And it also helped me understand when I was hungry and when I wasn't hungry. And that was extremely important because when you're aware of what you're doing, you can start to make changes. And so the first thing I did was I downloaded an app, my fitness pal, and I started writing down my food. And what I did was I actually wrote down my food during the times of my day. So 
I really was a big believer that the times of the day were really the most challenging parts for me and for other people because we're emotionally eating or we're feeling pain at certain times of the day. And then we can really understand what we're doing, the habits that we're doing or the food that we're eating or whatever it is that we're doing during that time. And we can start to navigate and create different changes. And so for me, it was really important to understand the time of the day that I was eating and what I was feeling during those times. So the first thing is track your food. And not only track your food, you don't need to get crazy about it. You don't need to like write down one sour patch and one piece of lettuce. Like that's not what I'm talking about. I'm just talking about as a whole, writing down your food so you can get a better idea of where you're at. The second habit that changed everything for me was two liters of water. And the reason I bring this up is because two liters of water, obviously our bodies are 75% water. They help us, you know, they keep us hydrated. They keep us moving. They give us energy. But Having to drink two liters of water helped me change my relationship with food because it helped me question, am I hungry or am I sad? Am I hungry or am I bored? Am I hungry or am I lonely? And by having to drink water, it allowed me to pause. The third habit that really transformed everything for me, which is obviously the basis of this entire podcast, is walking 10,000 steps a day. This was something that was transformative to me on every level. And the idea behind this was that when I didn't know if I was hungry or emotionally eating or when I was starting to feel anxious about my body, I would go for a walk. And what it did was it would help me move my body, move my mood, help me take a step forward. But it also helped me take a step back for a second and think, okay, am I hungry or am I bored? Am I hungry or am I low energy? Am I hungry or am I anxious? And so what I did was I built this little system for myself that I ultimately used for hundreds and hundreds of other people. It was tracking your food, walking 10,000 steps a day and drinking two liters of water. Three really, really simple things that ultimately transformed my relationship with food and my life because these three things, they allowed me to, first of all, understand the power of simple change. And what can you do when you combine three simple things together and you're consistent with it? It also allowed me to be more in touch with me because once I wrote down my food and once I drank my water, once I went on a walk, I realized, oh, what's the other stuff in my life that I haven't worked through? Because ultimately doing those three, three things did actually change my body and got it to a natural state because I was listening to my body. I was feeling my emotions and I was doing it in a, in a healthy and positive way. But it also allowed me to really understand that if it wasn't for the simple changes that I was making, there was no way for me to navigate through this. And so having this little simple system in place of tracking my food and walking 10,000 steps a day and drinking two liters of water transformed my relationship with food, transformed my relationship with movement, and transformed my relationship with how I saw my body. And I knew that if I could just be consistent with these three small changes, it, my thought process was like, what else could I change in my life by doing this? And the whole idea behind this is that it's not about me talking about my eating disorder that I had for years. And it's really not even about the eating disorder or eating issues that you might have. It's really about asking yourself, like, what's under it? And are there certain things that I can use in my life to help me navigate through it? And I really found that the smaller my changes were, the more successful I could be. And so I took this system and I applied it to my life and I applied it to hundreds and hundreds of other people's lives who had totally different experiences than me in terms of like the things that they went through and the pain they felt. And it worked for everybody. 
And I was just, I was kind of surprised because I was like, wow, this is such a simple system. How is this so simple when we're learning all these complicated things that we could do to lose weight or navigate through the pain or work out? We're, we were constantly over, you know, we're overflow with all this information and all these big changes that we're supposed to make. And I had found this simple system and it freed me and it freed so many other people. And even till this day, I mean, I don't track my food anymore because my relationship with food has completely changed, which took time. I took a lot of steps forward and I took steps backwards with even within that system, but I track my steps every single day and I drink two liters of water every single day. And I have been doing those two things. I did those three things for almost 11, 12 years, but I do those two things every single day still because they've become a part of my life because I know that it's okay to have these simple tools in place to help you navigate through the hard stuff. And it doesn't make me weak. It doesn't make me still have an eating disorder. It doesn't make you weak. Everyone needs simple tools. And so it was really important for me to share those with you because whatever it is that you're going through your life, maybe it is an eating disorder. Maybe it is body dysmorphia. Maybe you just don't feel good about yourself. You're trying to lose weight. I think it's really important for you to take a step back and ask yourself a few different things. Number one, what's the real weight? right? Like what's underneath the physical weight that you're trying to get rid of? It could be grief. It could be pain. It could be anything because when we're heavy physically or when we feel heavy physically, we're most likely heavy emotionally. And the second question is, is what can you sustain? Because whatever you do, whatever you try, if you can't sustain it, you can't change it. And if you can't change it, you're sort of always trying things over and over and over again. And the third thing is, is where do you want to be in a month from now, in two months from now, in three months from now? And it's not about you setting these goals of I want to lose this weight or I want to fix every single thing in my life. It's about setting a really simple goal. It could be, I just want to feel better. Or where I want to be in a couple months from now is I just want to have a little more energy or I want to sleep a little better. Or I just want to have my clothes fit a little better. Or I just want to work through you know, this anxiety a little better. It's setting these small goals and having a system in place that allows you to get to them. And so I don't even look at it as just this eating thing that I had, this eating disorder that I had. I look at it as that I was going through a lot of pain and I had this relationship with my body and with myself that it was easier for me to be mean to myself and easier for me to control everything else around me than really take care of the real weight in my life. And I believe that when we put systems in place, simple systems that can ultimately transform the way that we see the world, the way that we you know, see things in our life, that we have the opportunity to change our life. And so if you're watching this today and you're going through something that's heavy, maybe physically, I want you to take a look at yourself emotionally and then I want you to take a look at your habits. And I want you to implement these three habits into your life. Maybe it's just two of them if that's all you need. Track your food. Walk 10,000 steps a day and drink two liters of water. It doesn't need to be perfect. If you do it five out of the seven days of the week, that's okay too. We're not looking for perfection. We're looking for having more on track, consistent days than off track. And I want you to see the power of these small changes and what it really means to take a step forward and ultimately change your relationship with yourself and your body.